This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you play any kind of an online game, then at some point you've probably played a game where you built a city, right? Maybe it was SimCity or whatever the case. There's so many of them out there. We love doing that in the virtual world. I love doing that. But are those cities that are virtual, are there things that we can learn from them? in the real world? Are there real world applications for that technology? Well, turns out, yes, there is. So we're going to get somebody to explain that to us. That somebody is Anders Log, who's a director of Digital Twin Cities and a professor of computational mathematics at the Chalmers University of Technology. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here. Well, tell me about this project. So I understand you're creating virtual cities that are what, twins of real cities? Yeah, we're creating something called Digital Twins, and this is a concept that is now being applied to the design of cities. It's been around, around for quite some time uh, in other areas, but now we're creating these Digital Twins, which are virtual models of, um, uh, connected virtual models of cities, where you can, uh, the aim is to sort of model the whole city, uh, everything that goes on in the city, having that appear in the virtual world so that we can test things, ask questions, do planning and design in the virtual world before we build it in, in the real world. Okay, so first of all, how do you create these digital twins? Like, do you do everything, buildings, traffic, roads? What about what's under the roads? Like, is everything there? Yeah, I mean, in, in the ideal sense, everything should be there. I mean, in the, I mean, pull this far enough, you have something which is a copy of the uh, virtual world, but uh, the physical world, I mean, but uh, in practice, you have to take this in steps. So you maybe you decide to include a couple of features. Uh, something that's always there or mostly there is uh, a 3D model of the city and uh, that can be done in different levels of detail, either something very coarse or something very fine-grained and detailed. And then you decide for the purpose that you create your digital, what kind of data do you add? Maybe you add roads, maybe you add the buildings, maybe you add facades, windows, maybe you add what's underground. Maybe you add um, what goes on in the air, like air quality, pollution, uh, wind flow, things like that. Maybe also add the citizens walking around in the city. And uh, well, it depends on what the purpose is. Okay. Uh, so the ideal digital twin, of course, has everything, but you, you make some choices. Right. Because you can't really do everything. Okay, but what it, why would a city want to do this? What is the purpose? Well, the purpose is, I mean, uh, in, in, as in anything, when you build something, I mean, if it's, uh, you do engineering, you build a car, you build an airplane, then you make a digital design and you test that in a virtual wind tunnel so that when the sort of plane leaves the factory, you're pretty sure it will fly. And uh, doing the same thing makes sense for cities. Like, well, you do the design, you test it in, in like a virtual sort of wind tunnel, and then when you build it, you're pretty sure that you've done the right choices because, I mean, a car has to sort of has a lifespan of, say, five years, but a city or a city block maybe has a lifespan of hundreds of years. So it, it makes sense to do careful planning before you actually build it. Okay, it's so very costly to rebuild. 
Right. So let me say you want to build a, a city. Somebody proposes, oh, I want to build a, mm. a tower here. So you can build that yeah. tower in the virtual city and then model and map how that would impact the neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So, you, I mean, you can say what effects will this have on traffic patterns? What effects will it have on, on uh, pedestrian patterns? Uh, where will they choose to walk? How will this raise the value of this city block, for example? What will be the effect on these traffic patterns on uh, air pollution? Maybe there's a kindergarten nearby. You don't want to do that. So, I mean, you, you, uh, I mean things that you do in a city has, has a huge effect. So it makes sense to do careful planning and analysis before you actually build that is so fascinating to me because that's why people go to public hearings when they're, you know, afraid of a project being built. But this can actually show people yeah. what the impact is going to be. How many cities are doing this, Anders? I would say all major cities, uh, I mean, all major cities at least talk about building a digital twin. And then you can sort of be more or less sort of uh, uh, strict about what is actually, what, what criteria do you have to live up to to be a Digital twin, but I, I would say uh, most cities uh, talk about building digital twins. And even in, in Sweden, where I work, we have uh, local municipalities uh, taking part in our research center, and all of them are in some stage of either having built something that they call a digital twin or are in the process of building it. So it's about, I mean, most cities, they have the data, it's there, uh, but it might be uh, stored in different systems, it might be outdated and so on. So it's uh, part of the work is combining existing data, processing that data and putting it together into something that, I mean, when you put it together, you get the digital twin. Right. How, how expensive is this? How t- and also how time consuming is it? How do you do this? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's something can depend on how you do it. So this is actually a challenge when you build a digital twin to make this uh, sustainable because many Many uh, cities and many municipalities have gone wrong in this and done this as like a project. This is not a project that you do. You create your digital twin. It's like a process where you continuously collect data and you make sure that every data that you collect gets fed back into your digital twin. So this is something that you have to do. It's not a one-time thing. It's something that you, I mean, you, you choose to do this and this becomes the main tool for city planning. So it's, it's not something that you should think about what does it cost. You have to do it. And, and then because it becomes part of, of the, uh, the process for city planning. Right. It, but it's a huge rethink. In other words, you have to convert your whole system into thinking about yeah. your data this way. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you get so much money benefits and there's sort of really no, uh, I mean, alternative to doing this. I mean, you, you can't really keep uh, your, your data in, in, um, I mean, on paper, on 2D blueprints, you need to have a 3D model of your city and you need to connect that to all uh, existing systems. Are some, bit, and some cities just too big to tackle this at this point? Because you're right, it's a huge rethink. Would it be a huge project mm-hmm. for a, a major, we live in Vancouver. Is it too big to do yeah. for Vancouver? No, no, I mean, certainly not. I mean, uh, a, a famous example is, is uh, virtual Singapore. It's quite a major city and, and they've done this for their entire uh, city. Uh, so that's that's a major example of this, and uh, I think everyone is doing it. And it's not about scale. Of course, it's uh, I mean it costs more to do it for a large city, but you get this if you develop the technology, the systems, the scale itself. I mean you have to store more bytes, but that that's not the real problem. The, the problem is, is sort of the organizational problem uh, and the, like data ownership. Who owns the data, and what are the 
risks of sharing this data? How do you get access to the data? Right. And those questions, I guess, are somewhat the same depending, I mean, independent of the size of the city. Right, because I can understand the scope of this and how it would be useful, but then you wonder, well, who has mm-hmm. access to it, right? Does every person who has a question about, you know, working at the city, do they have access to it? Anybody who comes to the counter to ask a question, do they have access to it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a very important question, and it's uh, certainly different levels of access that you have to have. And, uh, uh, for example, certain things are very sensitive, so we also talk about building digital twins for what goes on on the ground, and on the ground, you have very sensitive uh, infrastructure that you might not want to share, water systems and so on, and that data might not be publicly available or shouldn't be publicly available. So then you have to need to have uh, restricted access to certain parts of this data. Oh, it's so fascinating. Anders, thank you so much for being with us. Mm, thank you. That is Anders Log, who's a director of Digital Twin Cities and professor of computational mathematics at Chalmers University of Technology uh, over in Sweden, talking about this issue of creating digital twins. I've been hearing more and more about this. In fact, I think YVR has done this uh, for their facility, and you create an exact duplicate in the virtual world of your city with everything, right? Total mirror of the city, infrastructure, all the construction, all the traffic patterns, everything. And you can see it all right there in front of you. And you can model what it would look like. Say, hey, if I put a, a new skyscraper over here, what is that going to do? What's that going to take? What's that, how's that going to impact traffic? It is fascinating. And here you thought you were just playing a video game. Turns out, no, there's much more that you can do with that.